Warning, this podcast contains adult themes and bad language. What have you been thinking about? Super League. Oh, that bo- what a load of bollocks. Uh, well, I, I find it very interesting. Uh, it's been the most exciting time in football away from what goes on the pitch um, for for ages. Has in, it? For, yeah, for the really? It's, it's, it's been constant. Uh, I, I thought it's fantastic because I thought that the biggest clubs, if you if you want, really show themselves up, and it's the quickest retraction since whatever war France last fought in. Just brilliant. <laughs> So what's your view on it then? Do you think uh, they were genuine? What do you mean genuine? Who? Do you think, do you think they really thought they were going to create a Super League? Yes, and um, they'll get round it somehow. It might not be immediately, but it will happen. So... Um, <clears throat> they want a close shop as far as sport's concerned. They want an American model. That's not going to work, so they need to revisit uh, the eruptions. But something will happen. Uh, I, I thought personally it was a good thing when this happened. I was more in favour of it happening and the six clubs leaving the league. That would have been brilliant. Um, it had been brilliant because it had levelled the playing field for everyone left behind. And a sense of real comp- yeah, a sense of real competition between the clubs that are left behind. It would have uh, effectively turned the Premier League into the into into the Championship. No, because there's still lots of quality there. You don't. You, Nobody who follows Premier League football looks at just those six clubs. And but and at the moment, not all of those six clubs are top six clubs. So, you know, unless you call in Tottenham, Arsenal, uh, Chelsea, uh, all championship clubs and West Ham no, are Champions but, League clubs. But I'll, I'll play devil's advocate with you. So this is the way I kind of look at it, right? You've got Manchester United... 150 million fans around the world. Yep. How many fans has Burnley got? Probably about, if they're lucky, 50. <laughs> right, but I, I would be surprised if it was more than 100,000, right? Yeah. I'd be surprised. Yeah. It, it might be, but I'd be surprised, right? So you've right. got, you got, you got Burnley, 100,000 fans. United, mm-hmm. 150 million. Arsenal yep. was up there with about 20 million, believe it or yep. not. Yeah. Um, now, there is so much money that United lose every year because of the current model. So you own you own Manchester United and you've got to split the TV money with Burnley. You've got to split a heck of a lot of cash with um, the Premier League. You basically mm-hmm. just get control of tickets and merch. Right now, let's imagine Man United said, "You know what? We're going to break away. We're going to become a kind of Globe and Harb, uh, uh, Harlem um, Globetrotters, Harlem Globetrotters team." Right? Yep. We're going to charge for every game United play. We're going to charge one dollar to watch it. That's it. Yep. One dollar. You get the app. It's one dollar. The game's live on your TV, laptop, whatever. Even if a conservative estimate conservative estimate if those 150 million fans are true fans right you 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 would i would imagine they'd get 20 million viewers per game that's 20 million quid per match at a minute what do they earn per match it ain't 20 million quid it ain't anywhere near it ticket gate gate receipts for a massive stadium like that four or five billion you've missed my point it's fair play Okay, if if Man United really want to pull in all that money, and they want to pull the ladder up on actual competition, then go. By all means, you've got my blessing. Like the football, football doesn't need uh, Man United, Man City, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, and Liverpool. What football needs to be interesting is competition, and it's the drama of the league that keeps people tuning in. The Super League thing, there would be no drama because would there be competition your- um in that league, wouldn't there? No, 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 no. I've had this discussion with a couple of Spurs and uh, and Arsenal fans and, and Chelsea fans. There's always got to be someone who's the whipping boy. 
And that would be case, that would have been the five teams that they allowed to come up every year no, to get no. whooped. You're, you're whip, out of the teams that are permanent fixtures in that, your whipping boys are most certainly Arsenal and Tottenham. Absolutely. No, I'd say maybe for the first... No, no, no. Here's the thing, because when you've got such a close shot like that, um, the, the biggest clubs are absolutely going to be attracting the biggest players. So your biggest clubs are the two Spaniards, the Italian giants, Juve, and then Manchester United and Liverpool. So if the title's got to swing, it's probably got to swing between two or three clubs at most uh, tops. It's not going to go... It's not going to be competitive. Once you drop out of that title race, that's your season over. There's nothing to play for. You're just making up numbers then. There's no drama. There's no enjoyment. It becomes basically you're sitting there playing friendlies. So what makes the Football League, the Premier League and whatever league in the world, especially leagues that are balanced and fair, is competition. The merit of winning something. But also, if you're not playing to the top of your game, you can go down. And we've seen big big clubs in in the last 20 years going down. We've seen Newcastle, we've seen Villa, we've seen Leeds, we've seen West Ham all go down. And that's not to mention Forest, Derby, Sheffield Wednesday, Ipswich, Norwich, I could go on all day regarding these clubs. There's there's big clubs around. And that's why these big six clubs aren't necessary. And yes, the, the league would be less glamorous, but for those, and I do mean true supporters that follow their clubs, I don't care because they're watching real drama in a balanced league system, which, because it's less glamorous, there's going to be less wages for players. That means that there's going to be less requirement for expensive astronomical tickets and lots of other things because that will all be soaked up by Man United, Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool and Manchester City, plus whoever was in that Super League. I, I, I thought it was a fantastic thing. Because I, I, I support a London club, I don't really care about the, the, the big clubs outside of London rivals. So mm. I, I, uh, I, I look forward to games against Spurs and Arsenal and Chelsea, uh, even Palace to an extent. But I don't care about Man United or, or Liverpool, etc. unless we're playing them. Yeah. Um... Look at Leicester. Leicester. Leicester's a prime example of... Someone who's outside of that balance financially who keeps upsetting the apple cart. And now we're fighting for a Champions League spot. It's not going to happen because of our injuries now, but that that will be gone. That drama uh, will be gone if they join the Super League at the same time uh, without being forced out of the Premier League because the balance, 300 million extra a year in their coffers, <clears throat> kills competition domestically. So they're, they're, that drama goes. So it's it would have been a great thing if they'd have actually seen it through, um, and it will happen eventually. But who knows what guys? And then we'll be celebrating at some stage West Ham United League champions. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually don't think they were ever serious. I I I, I tell you for way. Tell me for way, and I. Um, did they have a website? They signed legally binding contracts. Did they have a website? Doesn't matter. Did they have a corporate sponsor? Yes. Who? JP Morgan. No, he front. They fronted the money up, but they're not. They it wasn't the called money. the. J, it wasn't called the JP Morgan Super League. Who, it, no, hold up a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where was Coca Cola? Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Right, it was announced. That's what it was. The corporate deals would have followed. Right. And as a result, actually, of this this stunt, if you like, that they weren't serious about, Liverpool have just lost one of their sponsors due to the bad publicity. JP Morgan have taken a hit on their reputation because they were front they were fronting this. It hasn't happened yet; their name is all over it. Yeah. So it was very serious to the point where it, the Real Madrid president is still saying it goes ahead because there's legally binding contracts, and if they don't go ahead with it, each club then has to front up at least eight million. So that's an expensive stunt when at the end of it there's no payoff. Because if you're looking for reform, what reform are they going to get now? The Champions League's already being reformed, a boring system that is, uh, already probably going to get even more boring now. So right. I, 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 wait, <clears throat> what's the payoff for this stunt? I hear me out. I'll tell you what it is. 
They they had no agreed press lines. There was no agreed kind of commitment. There wasn't some press conference on the Monday where they all stood up the front, like 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 the G twelve, and said, "Right, this is what's going to happen. It's going to happen. Uh, you can kick us out of the World Cup. We don't care. These are our clubs." Um, la la la, because I had a feeling that they would have actually liked to have had the players kicked out of the World Cup and other tournaments because it just preserves the league. Absolutely, but they've got contractual so, obligations then. But go on, carry on. Yeah. So they had none of this. It was literally an announcement on a Sunday, really poorly put together by some of the world's best best uh, businessmen. Um, we, 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 with hardly any thought at all. Uh, and I just think it was all it was all a ruse to get more more pressure, more power down the line, um, so that they can negotiate the changes to the Champions League, how players are being treated by clubs, how um, by uh, football associations, how they're being treated by national teams. I mean, look, here's an example. Look at Robert Lewandowski. Right, he's got the biggest game. Of the year, the Champions League uh, matchup, they need to win against Paris Saint Germain. Um, this is, is to get them to, to, you know, to the next round. They've been playing every game for ten months to get them there, and Poland have a bloody friendly game against. I don't even remember the team. You're talking like. Just say San Marino. Yeah, you know, Liechtenstein level, right? Lewandowski gets injured in that game, misses the the Bayern Munich quarterfinal game against PSG. The biggest monetary game there is. Absolutely ruining his club. That Bayern get knocked out by just one goal. It's a travesty, mate. It's an absolute joke. And it gets to the point where these clubs do say, we've had enough of this. This is bullshit. So the problem with that is a bad example was Bayern Munich, who are uh, 51% fan-owned, so they were never going to be involved in it anyway. A better example would have been losing one of their star players like Eric Dyer. Um, and, and, and then going through that, but the fact is that players do like playing for their national sides and as part of their contract, they're allowed to. So uh, taking that away from them, it, most players are always wanting to play in a world or a European championship. So that that would have been a problem for certain players. Not only get taken out of that, sponsors, uh, there, there'd be a financial hit to these players as well for image rights, sponsors and all that sort of thing that come with playing at international level because it's still seen as prestigious and sponsors love it. So not only is it a costly stunt and reputation, uh, there's reputational damage on the basis of this stunt, um, they've all had to make groveling apologies. The only one who hasn't is Daniel Levy, but then that guy has got more brass neck than anyone. Um, so as, as far as I can say, it's definitely not a stunt. It was poorly executed, badly timed, uh, but they'll get around it eventually because... Ultimately, what these clubs want is a close shot. They want more money uh, because they think they're, they're, they're due it. And football, for me, would be better off without them. And as someone who travels home and away, I, I, I'd love a more balanced league system, and selfishly so. And, the, and if they go, well, the Premier League's going to be less glamorous, well, there's, there's answers to that because, I mean, there was talk today in the media about Rangers and Celtic being invited down. That's an inevitability as far as I'm concerned down the road anyway. Um, but they would certainly jump at that chance then to invite Rangers and Celtic in to, to add that extra level of competition um, and have one of the fiercest derbies in world football added to it. So, I mean, there's a big well, picture to this. I, for one, the only benefit I get if Scotland become independent is I don't have to listen to fucking mm. Division Three Scottish football results on the radio when I'm trying to drive somewhere. I couldn't four, give four, two five, shits... Five. Yeah, what Queen of the South versus Partick Thistle. No, 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 no. All piss taken aside. Their sides have got better names than most English teams, like Hamilton Academicals, Inverness can... Caledonian Thistle, Stenhouse Muir. 
I like Airbus in the Welsh League, but it doesn't mean I want to see their results every week. Right, all Airbus. Right. Um, beef. <laughs> Calvin Beef. Calvin yeah, Beef. Um, so, I, I think you're missing the trick there, personally. No. Um, but no, we're not talking about the Scottish League. You're talking about Rangers and Celtic specifically. Yeah, and then you'll get someone. Hearts will sue, saying the competition's unfair. It's a monopoly. Why? They can't. What, they can't. They how can't come because... we've not been invited? It's all nonsense, because, mate. No, because it's not all nonsense because it's happened before. You've got teams that are from different countries playing in different anyway, systems. We've digested. We, we've digest. Um, yeah, I fancy digestive. You were that. talking about the European Pooper League, right? So yeah, it was very poorly executed. Yeah, I think it will happen. Yeah. I do think. What I, what I hated about it was the ignominy and the lack of respect for the clubs, uh, the fans. <laughs> I thought you meant uh, of, uh, by the fans, not. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go down the world of rumor, but there were there were things about. <sighs> it's it's there, there, there were certain owners that were apparently saying they know it will cause upset, but they don't really care. And I do know the Americans can be ruthless. So that Americans will move a a baseball team across half of halfway across the states if it means more money, which is brutal. Yeah, hold that minute. But something was I think we said on Sky Sports News, so it's liable if it's incorrect. Uh, But they didn't name any names, so I suppose they can get away with that. But that one of the alleged owners, chairman, whoever it was, was saying that. Uh, they're not interested in legacy fans. They're interested in new fans. So uh, that is the, because it's always a foreign audience that they're after. As a domestic support club, I don't care what someone in um, on the other side of the world thinks of Premier League football. I don't care. I, I don't see it through your eyes. If you're so interested in football, build your own leagues up and make sure that that's interested and entertaining to watch. I remember being in Thailand and wanting to go and watch an Army United game. Why don't people actually support their own leagues and build up their own football rather than what goes on in in fucking like London or Manchester? It's just ridiculous. It's and- true, but there are parts of me that think actually I think we should allow a little bit more monetization by the club. So, mate, I would pay money to watch Arsenal under twenty threes. I I I have to look it up on some two bob website to try and find the actual result, and people are fishing around to see if anyone's recorded the goal. I'd, I'd pay a quid, watch Arsenal well, under 23s. And... Well, I think that's a good idea, actually, because I and, like and, and, watch West Ham. And look, why don't we maintain the league, but say you would say something like, every year um, a team can have 10 pay-per-view games, right? So United being a massive team, Man United that is, they can have a game against Barcelona set up sometime during the season, right? A friendly game. Uh, they they charge themselves on their own TV channels. You know, Man United's got its own channel. Again, you, you you pay a fiver, you can watch the game, right? The winner gets the two bob cup that they've made up, right? The the Emirates Cup, for God's sake, right? Which Arsenal never win anyway. <laughs> um, New York Red Bulls won that one. I mean, come on. Is um, <laughs> Emery in the side, buddy? Uh, yeah, he yeah. was. Yeah. Um, what, but but again, why not let him charge? They could charge a quid or a five or whatever it is, whatever people pay, and and, and, and go from it there. Kill, again, it'll kill the level of competition because if you go back to what you were saying, um, 150 million supporters. Um, What's wrong with that? Because again, What's it's wrong with that. Yeah, it is something because uh, this is someone who's a fan of the free market. But when you're talking about sporting integrity and competition, when you've got someone, um, who can then, uh, at the blink of an eye, have an extra hundred million in the coffers on the basis of pay-per-view because people around the world will watch Manchester United. And then you put that against Burnley and then Burnley can, they, they, they'll get 5,000 people tuning in their pay-per-view if they're playing, I don't know, let's pick Brighton and Hove Albion, maybe 10,000. Then you've got, lopsided finances so it never gives Burnley the, the opportunity the, the, Man United more or less at that point punching down because the, 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 it's an unfair system so 
the, the competition starts to lack at that point because there's such a gulf between the two clubs. There's already a massive gulf as it is. So if you extend that gulf, then it, there's less interest because anyone outside of those top six clubs can't challenge for anything. And that's the aim, ultimately, is that domestically, they nobody will be able to challenge outside of those top six. So it becomes a merry-go-round of, uh, of teams finishing one to six. Sometimes they'll be champions. Sometimes they'll finish in a Europa League spot, if you like. And they go and play in this stupid Super League system where it's an absolute close shot where there really isn't any competition because unless you're fighting for that title, which would be two or three club max, it's just friendly games. So if you want football or sport to be interested generally, you need competition. And if you wipe your competition out, then it, and we can look to Scotland for that and Spain, if you wipe your competition out, it becomes a little bit turgid. So restrict their earning potential to protect Burnley. Hold up a minute. Restrict your earning potential if you want to remain in the Premier League or completely form a new league like they did with the Premier League in the first instance and then go and then do what you want. You're then in control of your own destiny. If you want to sell exclusive pay-per-view rights to watch Man United at that point, then you've got that power. But here's where the other clubs... I can't believe they're not thinking like this because if the other clubs are thinking along the same lines, then Man United have got 160 million people that follow them. I don't know that to be true, but let's assume that is the case. And then you've got Tottenham, who've got 5 million. There's no competition there. You've just basically blocked your own avenue for being able to compete. I just, it blows my mind that it's very short sighted. And the only clubs that are really going to benefit from that Super League would be Real Madrid, Barcelona, who are desperate need for money, the pair of them, uh, Juventus, Manchester United and Liverpool. Everyone else is there to make up numbers, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, but you might say that anyway, because what chance do Burnley have of, of competing with uh, Man City? What chance did Leicester have? the year before fighting relegation. A small chance is better than no chance. And if you widen the gap even further, then it it just becomes pointless. It's it's, I've always said, it's like when West Ham are uh, finishing mid-table, at least with a relegation fight, there's some excitement there. And if you go down, then you've got competition again. You'll actually compete for something. But if you're in the Premier League and year on year you finish between... um, 15th and 10th it's a bit boring because you're literally making up the numbers you might give one of the big sides a bloody nose but there there isn't anything to look forward to so you go all right what's the point in this so when Leicester do um upset the apple cart and they do win a league championship then that's excitement people everyone was behind Leicester at that point if unless you're a Tottenham fan at that point Everyone was behind Leicester City winning that league championship. And it was an amazing thing to happen. And it might not happen for a long time, but if you pull the drawbridge up on every other club because um, you could generate a lot more income than them, if you're not happy with the league system you're in, as the case is where we're at, then go and form your own league system, but leave the league system that you're in. And I'll quite happily watch uh, and see the whipping boys in this new league system, namely Tottenham and Arsenal, just melt into insignificance at that point. So Chelsea who, who owned Leicester? Who, who owned Leicester when they won the league? Uh, some Thai billionaire, probably. A Thai billionaire linked to the mm-hmm. Thai government. Um, it's not exactly minnows. But they weren't spending and didn't have the same spending power as their league rivals. And bear in mind, again, they still had a, uh, the majority of the squad had fought relegation the season before. How exciting is that? From relegation survival to league champions within the space of a season. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. I was pleased for Leicester. I was pleased that Tottenham finished third in that two-horse race. Um, <laughs> it's always Tottenham. Jesus Christ. Um on another way of looking at it, if you had the Super League, 
right? At the minute, you've probably got, I would argue, realistically, three teams that could win the league every year at the, at the minute. Real Barca and Man United, you're probably thinking. Barca. Or Man City. Um, Man City. City. Liverpool. And then every year you get a, a third team that might challenge. It could be United one year. It could be Chelsea next year. Uh, it will never be Spurs or Arsenal. And, and and that's the way I kind of look at it. Even Leicester get up there. West Ham get up there. But they're not going to challenge. If you, had the, if you had the Super League, you're opening it up to six teams now with all that monetary power that might challenge. Okay, so you've got the six teams with all that monetary power, but you've got the prestige of the, the aforementioned five. So if I have a player and I'm being touted by Tottenham, Arsenal and Real Madrid, it's quite easy where I'm going. I'm going to Real Madrid. Same with Barcelona, same with Man United, same mm. with Liverpool, and same with Juve. Proteinio is the leading cosmetic cream in reducing aging. Trust me, trust a doctor. 99.9% of American doctors approve this product. Proteinio, reduce aging on your skin. Doctors may have been bribed. No evidence that it actually reduces aging. You're back. We're back. Uh, nice, nice plop. Nah. Oh, false alarm. No, it, it was it was a it was a it's a full on, but because it's it tells you it's like weepo. Ah. It, it looks like it's been raining in the toilet bowl. Nice, and you cleaned it up afterwards, obviously. Yeah, just leave it there. Why not? You know, I don't even <laughs> wipe it up. Just have this uh, this brown mess everywhere. Carry on. Anyway, where was we? Oh yeah, I mean, I, 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 I about the European uh, Super League, right? The thing I found the most insane is that they they just they didn't even consult the managers of their teams. So you had Jurgen Klopp going on telly Monday night, the day after it breaks, saying. This is this is a lot of. Uh, well, he's not Indian. He's not Indian. Yeah, yeah. This this is a lot of nonsense. What is? I don't understand. I'm not happy about it. And it's just, I just, that was awful. I don't know what it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, I, I, that is not wonderful. Um, it's a very camp. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. I just, how badly can you make it? It's almost like, right, they had it planned for, they said they were planning this since 2014. So they're planning this big Super League and then all of a sudden, everyone forgets to look in their diaries and they've gone, oh, fuck, it's Sunday. Right, quick, uh, put a newsletter out, to, uh, tell everyone it's happening. Do you see what I mean? Well, here's the thing. Uh, and they sitting around a table for the last 12 months going, here lads, we have got the plan amongst all plans. The fans are going to love this, going to lap it up. What we're going to do is we're going to create an American style football league system that will replace the Champions League. And the best thing is, right, is going to be 15 permanent clubs, right? And then we'll invite five to make them feel extra special that they get to spend the season with Special. So what do you think about that, uh, John Henry? Oh, sounds amazing. I don't get all this relegation promotion lark anyway. It's ridiculous. It, it, we need drama when they're watching sport. We need money. That's what we need. We need lots and lots of money. Yeah, I think you're right, Bruce Buck. You fancy this? Yeah, I've got to run it past Roman, but you know, I've got the Russian wrapped around my little finger. He, he loves me. <laughs> I'm his little plaything. Um, but Jesus, you in on this? Bloody right, we're in on this. We can take out more loans on Manchester United and ruin the football club as much as we can. I reckon it's a goer. Let's see if Daniel Levy fancies it. He loves a pound note, that boy. Boom. Super League. Boom. Um, and you're on. I think, I don't know who said it. John Barnes, I think. That was it. But he said it wasn't the fans that um, stopped this. And I tend to agree with him. I think uh, it was the media and, and the government involvement that was uh, as put pay to this. Because as someone whose club's always in turmoil, um, fan pressure doesn't do much to change much because, especially domestically, fans are of little value to 
Premier League side because of the TV money. I think there's two points on that. And this is what I went to go when I say towards it, was it almost uh, half arsed and, and, and actually just a bluff, right? They didn't even have a TV channel lined up for it. No, they were going for right? streaming services and apparently Disney were the ones lined up. Amazon yeah. Paul said we had nothing to do with this straight away. Okay, there's a part of me that thinks, right? So if you're coming up with this model, the whole point of the model, I said about Man United having 150 million fans, they kind of think, well, at least. The, the teams that are in it, our fans will like it. They'll be like, yep, we're in the Super League. We've got in. They'll all buy in. There'll be no problems. We've got all the old fans and the modern fans, as you mentioned earlier. But it was the fact that the fans were protesting out the front. I think okay. that I, I think they were a bit still. taken aback by that, mate. No, no I, I do. I think... I, I think they... With, okay, so the, the protests happened like this. You had the Leeds and Leicester one, which was one man and his dog, uh, a plane that went over it. It was nice because it showed that two sets of supporters had rejected it together. Then you had the Chelsea one, which was what, two or 300 people. That would have been um, the, the biggest protest. You've had some pathetic thing at Arsenal and Tottenham because um, Tottenham... I still play till tomorrow, mate. Give it a chance. It, oh, it's too late now. Does it matter? I mean, Chelsea had a game. That's why they had a big crowd. Well, Tottenham were out there today, but still, whatever. I, I, for me, they think their supporters seem to be the most in favour of Blue Mind as well. But that's another story. But yeah, the, the fan pressure isn't enough. A couple of hundred blokes. I mean, West Ham. We had a um, protest uh, last year, just before COVID hit. And there was 12,000 people marching. 12,000 West Ham fans to get the ball out. That's all of them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Didn't make so much as a dent, really. Hurry up, because... Sanj. Hurry up. We've got to get out there. Exactly. But the thing is, it didn't really make a dent because David Sullivan, David Gold uh, are not reliant on our money. They'll plead poverty and say that they need the fans and do all the other usual bollocks, but they care about the television money and the worldwide audience because... That's what where the big money comes in now. So fan pressure and 300 Chelsea fans waving off flares, uh, singing a few songs and throwing um, coins at coppers probably doesn't make a difference. They're not taking a back by supporters. First off is the broadcasters because there's deals already in place. And the broadcasters are the ones domestically, Sky, BT, are going to lose out the most. So they were always going to make a big song and dance about it, even though it's the pot calling the kettle black massively. Then you've got um, the government, who one of, in this country at least, one of our finest, most world-renowned products is the Premier League. If you take those six clubs away, especially the ones that are not going to be successful in the Super League, that's, there's something lost. It's not We can't be proud of Tottenham finishing last every year, can you? Um, so there was government pressure, there was media pressure, then there would have been support pressure. But if you're thinking that the worldwide audience, they could give a fuck. What does John, the Man United fan, give a fuck if, if Man United uh, want to join the Super League? He couldn't give a toss about Burnley. He really couldn't. So your point earlier stands. And it's the same as, um, I don't know, uh, Horatio in Brazil, when he's thinking, well, Barcelona, I love Barcelona. He, he could give a fuck if they're, good, if they're not going to play Albacete and Getafe. Um, anymore. They're just going to be having rolling games with Man United and, and, and Real Madrid and, and Atletico, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's all for a television audience because that's where the money is. And agreed, me, agreed. I mean, modern, modern, a lot of modern supporters don't watch the games even, mate. They, they, they watch it on YouTube, extended 15-minute highlight on YouTube or match of the day, that kind of thing. I, that's I've always... It. Why? I've always liked domestic football. I'd say, other than West Ham games, I watch quite a bit of Championship, League One, and League Two football when it's on. We're not too many Premier League games. Nah, West Ham. When I say I'm into Arsenal games, I I will pause the game if I leave the room because I need to watch every minute. I don't go on my phone. It's like watching a film. I don't do anything. And if 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 I'm working when the game's on. My phone goes off, no social media, no WhatsApp, and then I will get home and watch it fresh because I just love it. I absolutely love it. I couldn't, I couldn't do the modern version, but I guess I'm a, I'm a dinosaur when it comes to being a football fan. 
or a sad bastard? You decide. Viewers, you decide. Eight two five nine. It gets worse. I watch a lot of retro sport. <laughs> I remember the full games and stuff like that. And YouTube does have a lot of good material regarding that. Funny enough, especially boxing. Oh, it's got. I used to love a channel called ESPN Classic, and I watched that. I used to watch that. Actually, classic rugby, classic boxing, classic cricket, and of course the classic football. And they took it away, but uh, that's why YouTube exists now, and there's plenty on there. Yeah. But ultimately, ultimately, with the Super League stuff, I'm glad it's dead. But this has raised the question of Rangers and Celtic joining the, the Premier League now. Um, oh, fuck them. And the Premier League doing exactly what the ELS were going to do to the Premier League. But I, that, that I see as an inevitability moving forward that them two join the, the English League system. Mate, we're not going to talk about those two clown clubs. Um, right. Uh, I, I wanted to make a, a a metaphor, a metaphor about the Super League, and compare it to one of my friends. I'll tell you his name. I won't oh. put it on the podcast. So one okay. of my friends got his missus pregnant. <laughs> yeah, Muslim, <laughs> right? Oh, oh, it's not fat man. No, he's a Muslim boy. <laughs> he got his missus pregnant. <laughs> he had to get married quick, right? So I get a text message. Out of the blue, from my friend, going, I'm getting married. It's next Thursday. I'm not lying. Can you come? I hadn't seen the lad in about three years. I'm not shitting you. Right, it's a workmate. I hadn't seen him in three years. I think I've met this fella once. So get this text message. So me, one of my friends, Chris, come along, and a few other people from work that I hadn't seen in a long time. And we get to this hotel in Oxford where he's getting married, and my friend's in the audience. Audience? Uh, what is it? What would you call it? Uh, uh, my, my friend's in the... Is it congregation? I don't know. I can't uh, remember. Uh, uh, yeah. My, so, fr- my, fr- my friend's taking yeah, a seat. He's, part, he's, he's the invited. He's, invi- he's amongst the guests. <laughs> Mate, he's not family. <laughs> he hasn't seen this lad in like two years. He sat about eight rows back. There's probably 50 people there. Uh, my friend getting married says, um, <clears throat> I've got no one to read anything. Can you come up and read this? And he, <laughs> he hands him a piece of paper. And my mate goes, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> so he goes up, pissed as a fart, reads this thing out. Then uh, the best man... He gives his speech. <laughs> this was quality. I've never met the best man. The best man says this. I think we're all surprised to be here today. <laughs> <laughs> My friend names him. I've known him since we were both boys in school. But I haven't spoken to him in about four years. <laughs> <laughs> he says... He called me up about three days ago, said he's getting married, and asked me if I wanted to be the best man. And I was like, if it, this has got to go down as one of the greatest speech, worst speeches and greatest speeches I've ever heard. It was mm. awful. But, um, yeah, mate, it was cringeworthy. That, to me, is the Super League. It, it, it's, it's almost like... It that way. It, in the morning... Um, Oli Gunnar Solskjaer opens the newspaper and he's like, well, what, what is this? A Super League? Huh. What's happening? Sees Man United are in it. That Ed Woodward's orchestrated it or whatever he's done or the Glazers. And then gone, what, you know, like, what the bloody hell? And then someone calls him about 10 minutes later. Yeah, I was, I was supposed to let you know. Um, sorry, we've, we've got the Premier League pregnant. Uh, so we have to do this thing quickly. <laughs> Otherwise, the family will be upset. It's a yeah. good metaphor. It's a good metaphor. I like that. I think that will go down well. Someone else will end up using that. It'll plagiarise your story as well. So yeah. coming in, what about punishments for the six renegade clubs? What are we talking? Um, community service, 60 hours. Yeah. yeah. Uh, take, down, take down some graffiti from... Um, from the train station. Um, 
Yeah, litter picking. All right, nice. All right, and get get <laughs> get Stan Kroenke. He's about seventy-eight. Get him out there. Abramovich in a charity shop. Abramovich, yeah, he's got to do hospital visits. Um, <laughs> Can't work in the COVID world. Good luck, lad. Yeah. It'd teach him a lesson, wouldn't it? Yeah, get Walt, Walt like Disney. He can have a punishment for agreeing to it. Get them all going, yeah. Uh, John Embry, just uh, get him to park his favourite car outside. John. Oh, if there was a, if, if, if I wanted to cast a man as an American billionaire, it would be John Henry. Have you ever heard him talk? I heard him for the first time talk yesterday with his uh, wanky apology. Yeah. I'm so sorry for what happened to um, Liverpudlian FC mm. <laughs> and um, Jurgen Klopp's. I'm sorry. And you're like, there was there was a rumor that I heard that, um, and I think so. A chairman was watching um, a, a team play, and he he's owned this team for a while. He's watching an away game that he's gone to see, and amongst <laughs> amongst the board of directors, he's um, so he's he's in the he, you know a couple members of public are in this room with him, right? So he's in the 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 the, the grand box, and he's had to ask which team is his team. So he says, which shirts are we wearing? It's I mean, not about money. Don't keep telling people it's about money just because they don't know what colour their team plays in. It's not about money. It's because they love the game and they want the game to progress for the betterment of football. Just like Florentino Perez says, it's about modernising football to save football. That's what it's about, saving football. Yeah, these are all these are the football equivalents because they love they love football. Nothing they love football. They love the game. I reckon they grew they grew up with pictures of Bobby Moore on their on their walls and and played football every day at lunchtime in school. They they, they looked at pictures of Bobby Moore and asked whether they can franchise that. (laughs) That, That's what it comes down to. That would uh, make a good franchise. I could just... I, 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 there's a lot of us, definitely myself included, who want us to get new ownership and ship shape and sharp. But I'd be gutted if it was Abu Dhabi, Arabian, I'm sorry, or American owners. I'd want some um, pissed-up Norwegian bloke or another Scandinavian like Ed, Egert Magnusson to come in because yeah, while they, they were... Yeah, like the Egg, while they went bust as billionaires... Eggy absolutely loved his time as chairman at the West Ham. And he was fun. I remember being at Birmingham City away. We beat him 1-0. He's in the omen. Comes dancing down the stairs past all the Birmingham uh, City fans. Just dancing away because we beat him. It was a penalty as well. Um, brilliant. That's the sort of owner I want to come back. Rather than these <laughs> billionaires that sit there trying to rate the, rate the club of everything it's worth. That's what you need. You need a, a chairman who absolutely loves the club. Why did Iceland have to get caught up in the 2008 um, crisis? Egg at Magnuson <laughs> was magnificent. And he did look like an egg. i tell you who's quite a good chairman then, um, Delia Smith. Let's be having you. Yeah. I imagine that. Well, I yeah. said chairman, didn't I? Chair, chairperson, I should say. Chairperson 20, was a woman. 2021, it's lad. Not... 2021, lad. So, chair, chairwoman works, I think. Yeah. I like Did you know the, the actual term now is chair? We just call them the chair. <clears throat> okay, the chair. There you are. Is it, uh, is it a male are. chair or a female chair? Doesn't matter what the chair... The chair's the chair. Okay. The chair is so, a chair. Can't describe them as a, as a male or female, but you can call them a chair. Yep. Okay, fair enough. So come on, we need to get on to it. It's punishments. Right, what would you have as punishments? Points deductions. Or Ten points relegation. to Gryffindor. Uh, people are going to say it's because oh, you're in the Champions League spot. Okay, well then, don't do that because if you're going to find them, it's not going to make a difference. Um, it's not going to have any impact. Why punish? Uh, well, oh, so my view on this is why punish the fans? 
you don't punish the fans. Well, you, well, you yes, are. Yes, you but, are. Uh, oh, you are. So you are. You are. You are absolutely. But if you don't actually put a proper punishment in place, there's nothing to stop these clubs doing it again. So, fine, fine, find the owners directly. The owners you can't find the owners directly. You can only find the football club. You can only punish the football club. And as they're custodians of the football club, then as a whole, the football club is, ends up being punished. It's the same as when um, we had the Tevez saga in 2007. The club was fined £21 million. Now, Nothing. It, it, it was a lot of money to us at the time because um, we weren't, we're not the richest of the clubs. And, um, yeah, it, it took its toll. But it wasn't enough. If you're a Sheffield United fan, what's £21 million? What is £21 million to them? So to stop clubs doing that, and we would have paid the price as West Ham fans, even though we'd have had no involvement in it, but what's the fine? So you can't find, you have to take genuine action to stop clubs doing that sort of thing in the future. So you're looking at a points deduction. In my case, it would have been removal from the league completely. Um, but a points deduction or relegation. Yeah, they was willing to do... Um, Damage to the to the league system, so you need a punishment that fits the crime. And in the last couple of years, you had um, Charlton and Sheffield Wednesday that were given mass fines. For, I think both of them for financial regularity. You know what I mean? Regularities. Uh, regularities. Irregularities. There you go. They Is that what they said that. to Egg when they found out he'd, he was gone in the Icelandic? Yeah, exactly. This, there's an regularity here, mate. Regularity. Down to prison. But so they were both fined. So they were they were done for I don't know any Charlton specific case if that what is true, but it was definitely Bishop Wednesday. So for financial irregularities, uh, they were dog points, and in Charlton's case they got relegated on the back of that. So they would have done untold damage to the, the, the football uh division financially. So, therefore, mm. there has to be a fitting price that they need to pay. So, for me, it has to be one of the two, a points deduction or a relegation is the extreme answer to that. Would you yeah. concur or would you not? And no, if, well, if you... I wouldn't do anything that punished the fans. Do you think, do you think Arsenal's owners give two fucks uh, where they finish in the league, all they care about is that they make a profit. Yes, yes. No, because now, hold on a minute. Because Simon Jordan make this point that Stan Kroenke doesn't want the club to do well because it will cost him, and you don't want to drop too far because it will cost him. But if Arsenal can finish middle of the road, that's good enough because they're still profitable at that point. But if if you're if you're trying to compete with the, the, the top of the league, then it then it costs the club money. So um, they need they need to finish mid table, but if you were to dock Arsenal points at this point, what would happen is you'd be in a relegation fight. Now imagine what that would do to Stan Kroenke if Arsenal ended up getting relegated. Yeah. So on one hand, you could look at it like this: damage to Arsenal, a club that have never been relegated, they go down. A massive financial impact to that football club at that point, Cronky might sell up. That could, in the long run, a big picture, be a positive. Or he might say, There's no way I'm going to sell now. The asset's not at its peak. Yeah, but he won't be able to get it back at its peak because he, that would mean investment. And what's peak Arsenal? Peak Arsenal, because of the size of the football club, is challenging for trophies. They're not challenging for trophies, they're middle of the road. And there's no desire to to help them progress, so you devalue the club enough, um, and then he might not have a choice but to sell up at that point. So I, if I was in that position, I might go well. The lesser of the two evils here, because if this club is to progress at some point, and because it's an institution, because of the size of the football club, then I probably go. I've, I've got to take the lesser of the two evils here. But then, obviously, you run the risk of being a Leeds United, uh, a Forest, a Sunderland, where you're a big club who might not be able to get out of the division. The prestige of that club and the pull would probably be at saving grace. But at the same time, it happened to them. It can happen to Arsenal. 
But if you want to progress, unless someone comes up with the, the money that Kroenke values Arsenal, then you might have to take a, a punch in the face to avoid a broken arm. And it's the same with Man United. The Glazers are not selling up because apparently they value the club at four billion. Who's going to knock out four billion in this day and age? If I, if uh, I mean the amount of money they've earned out of Man United, do you think Joel Glazer would get a fucking decent flipping haircut? He's got ginger hair. He's bald. He's got ginger hair around the around the sides. He's bald, but he's got a little ponytail. Get a fucking stylist, you scruffy cunt. Sorry. Says the spokesperson for uh, haircuts worldwide. Pretty guy. I once sent you a picture of saying I want an haircut like Gary Cale. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, it suited his head. I thought it might suit mine. And I haven't got the same hair type with Gary Cale, so it's not fair. But yeah, listen, if I had if I had the money Joel Glazer had, I'd at least get a fucking stylist. I ain't got to put the piss in. So I've got a shit haircut, the worst bid. But doesn't matter. I'm not rich. He is. Oh good. Shall we wrap it up on the football league thing and then um and then do another one afterwards? Yeah, go on. So what's your final points on the on the uh, women's super league? Oh, sorry, the rugby super league. Oh no, uh, no, the only one that's not allowed is the uh, football super league. Go on. Final thoughts. Oh, as I'm disappointed and gutted, it never happened. And if I could reverse time and reverse uh, the, the the course of these football clubs, I would get them to proceed with going into that football league, that European super league, and then. I would never have to think about them other than to laugh at the state of Tottenham Arsenal because those two clubs would end up being the whipping boys of that league system. Absolutely no chance they would ever progress in there. And it'd be fantastic. You? I don't think it's over. It's not um, over. I, and I think they will, it will rear its head as in, in another form. More powerful than the last. So, yeah, we planned better, that's for sure. Yeah, so we we'll, we will see, old Bean. We will see. All right, piss off them. See you later, lad. Good bye, luck. Lad. Bye. bye, 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 bye.